Well, welcome out this morning. I want to start with a quote here from Tom Ziegler. He is Zig Ziegler's son. Zig Ziegler passed away a few years ago. If you don't know him, I'll share about his background here in a moment. But the quote is, when people ask me, why do you believe in Christ? My answer is always the same. How can I not believe? I'll give you some context for what he meant by that here in just a moment here. You know, Charles Mills said it well, a powerful story gives us a powerful strategy. A powerful story gives us a powerful strategy. I'm going to share some powerful stories here. One is Zig Ziglar's life. I'll share some things from somebody that you're going to find you know, pretty amazing, I think, here in a moment. But the most powerful story is your story and my story. And sometimes that story is a limiting belief. As Tony Robbins says, when that happens, it's time to divorce that story and marry the truth. And sometimes that story says, here's why things can't change or they won't be different. But in faith, we believe that all things can be made new in a moment. Zig Ziglar, he was a, a motivational speaker, wrote books on inspiration, had his own faith journey. I'll talk about that in a moment here, but he would open seminars let this question be your question and mine here today. He would say this, raise your hand if there's anything you can do in your personal life, your business life, your family life, or your spiritual life in the next seven days that would make your life worse. Everybody in the seminar, of course, raised their hand. And then he would say this, raise your hand if there's anything you can do in, the, in your personal life, your business life, your family life, or your spiritual life in the next seven days, it would make your life better. And he would go on to share, you know, we all have the choices we can make. And in the next seven days, seven months, seven years, you know, we can do things to make our life better or worse. As scripture says throughout, you know, here's life, here's death. Choose this day which one you will. And the wise, they choose life. But there's a choice each day we can make. And we'll talk about some strategies to start the day right so that we can live the way we're called to live. You know, Zig Ziglar, his father died. He was just uh, five years old. His mom, they will raise him. She didn't even finish fifth grade. It was the Great Depression, very poor. He started working as a child, graduated high school, joined the Navy, came out of that service, and then he went into sales. Think about this. Two years, no sales. Again, somebody looking at that story might say, you know, lost his father, his mother finishing fifth grade, Great Depression, poor, can't sell for two years. Here's the great thing about story, though. It's a powerful story when we see what change can happen in a moment of decision. Zig Ziglar shared a mentor, P.C. Merrill, stopped him one day and said two things. Believe in yourself. And take action every day. And he said that was what changed for me. Because before that, his identity was somebody that's never going to make it. And suddenly he said, I've got an identity now that says I can do this. And then he did. And he went on now to become this best-selling author, touching millions of lives. Here's a great question, though, to ask. If you're looking at where life should be and where your life is now and wondering, you know, where do you start? It starts with belief. It starts with taking action. But here's a great question. Just simply ask, you know, as Tony Robbins says, what do I need to believe about myself to achieve that result? What do I need to believe about myself to achieve that result? You know, if it's to 
change your spiritual life, financial life, business life, family life, and you're thinking, I can't bridge that gap. Well, what would you have to believe if you did go and change that gap? You know, I once shared some quotes by uh, Mother Teresa about how you can change your life with love. And somebody contacted me and they, and they felt, you know, they might be beyond that chance uh, again because they felt that, uh, you know, love and love that they lost and love that they had compromised, that there couldn't be, you know, a fresh start. And, and again, if you have a story about why things cannot be, I would hope today you really consider saying, let me, let me divorce that story. Let me start with a new story that says truly all things are, are possible for those who believe. Zig Ziglar shared this, you know, the fastest way to success, replace bad habits with good habits. So let's talk about some good habits and the choice that you and I have every day to live in, in a powerful, beautiful state. You know, you maintain an active state and a powerful state the good strategies, they, they will show up. As Charlie Mills talks about, you know, change your state, change your life. State trumps everything. State here is talking about your emotional state. If you and I wake up and say, oh, it's Monday, I'm in a bad mood. Or there's a traffic jam, I'm in a bad mood. Or, you know, I just have this stressful situation. That disempowering state changes the way that the brain works, the mind works, and there's no answers then in frustration and fear. Your brain simply doesn't work the same. But if you and I choose to say, I'm going to put myself in a powerful state, you know, changing my posture, changing how I breathe, you know, my facial expressions, the tone of my voice, the things I say to myself, whether out loud or, or in my thoughts, changing those things from defeat and disempowering thoughts to saying, I can do all things through Christ because I'm his son, I'm his daughter. And, and to stand in a certain way that you'd say, how does that person that accomplishes that result I want, how would they stand? How would they breathe? What would they believe? You watch Superman, you watch Wonder Woman, they, they have that Superman pose or that Wonder Woman pose, you know, hands on their hips. It may seem silly, but they do that for a reason. You stand like that. If you're stressed out, you're going to watch that stress disappear because the way you hold your body, it changes your thoughts. You know, as Charlie Mills says, you know, move a muscle, change a thought. So choosing every day to say, I'm going to live in a powerful state. From that place, you find new answers, refreshing answers, powerful answers, and you can make the change that you want to change. Somebody once said it like this, fools never learn from their mistakes. Normal people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from others' mistakes. So let's look at some mistakes. We all have problems in our life. We all have sin in our life. But let's look at some things from a different standpoint here and learn from some people that have chosen a pathway very costly. I'll share an example from somebody I'm sure most people know in a moment. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19, Paul here pulls no punches as he has no need to. He's talking about what it's like to be completely immersed in selfishness and sin. Again, we all have sin, and when you repent of that, we're, we're told you're forgiven. It's forgotten, cast as far as the east is from the west. When sin, though, becomes a habit and a lifestyle, 
a flaunting before God, Paul says something else happens. A very dark thing. Ephesians 4.19 says, They, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all cleanness and greediness. The words there, lewdness, uncleanness, greediness, all words for sin. But notice again the first three words here in his definition. They, being past feeling. There's a tipping point, Paul says, when if you continue in sin, you will then be past feeling. What's he mean by be past feeling? He means be past feelings of guilt or shame. We can all look around at culture and see plenty of examples. The wise learn from other people's mistakes. See plenty of places in culture, entertainment, where people are past feeling. Maybe there's a reason why. Share something here. A man I'm sure many people know, and maybe his spiritual life is completely turned around today, I hope. But a few years ago, Bob Dylan did a very uh, well-known interview on 60 Minutes. Bob Dylan sold 125 million records worth $350 million. In the interview, you can look it up online and watch. This very successful person with hundreds of millions of dollars, the 60-minute interviewer asked Bob Dylan, why do you continue to work? And Bob Dylan says, because I have a debt to pay. I made a deal. And the interviewer said, dare I ask who you made a deal with? And Bob Dylan says, I made a deal with the chief. And he says, the chief of this world, he says, the chief of this world and the one you can't see. And so I have to keep working to pay off that debt. And who's Bob Dylan talking about? He himself says his success came where? He said, I made a deal with the devil. Very costly. Gain the whole world, as Jesus said, but lose what? Your soul. Let me give an example here. Acts chapter 19. We'll see some other people here. Again, what does sin, defeat, worldliness look like? Acts chapter 19. This is Luke. Luke in a very honest story here. Starting verse 13. He tells us this. One day there were some Judean exorcists. They undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. We're told that there were seven sons. They were sons of the high priest Sceva. They're going to try to cast out a demon is what they're doing here. But they don't have any real faith or belief. They've watched Paul. So here's what they say to this man that's demon oppressed. In the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Here's the shocking part. We're told the evil spirit answered them. Notice what the evil spirit says. Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Here's the key part of this story. Seven sons of a high priest 
decide to say in the name of the Jesus Paul talks about, not the Jesus they know personally. Come out in this demon oppressed man. The evil spirit answers them and then beats them up, all seven men. But here's the key again. He says, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? You see, when we live in sin, worldliness, if we get past feeling, no more shame. Suddenly one day we want to, you know, just in our own religiousness, change things. The devil says, who are you? But if you live in the light and walk in the light and say like, Paul, I no longer live, but Christ liveth in me, then the devil is going to know your name and they'll leave you alone. Resist the devil, what? He must flee. We want to live in such a way that the demons say, you know, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know. I know that guy over there. I know that girl over there. I know that person there. Living like that, greater is he in you than he in the world. To give an example of that, Heather Pritchard, an author, a real estate agent, inspirational speaker, seven months pregnant. She had an artery that ruptured in her spine, left her paralyzed from the waist down. The doctor said she'd never walk again. She said, I'm seven months pregnant. I'll walk before that baby's born. They told her she wouldn't. She said, I'll defy the odds. Here's a great life statement she lives by that you and I hopefully take today too. She simply said, failure was not an option. She went through weeks of very painful therapy. When she's home now, she went through more painful therapy. She got a walker, got up on her feet, would go outside. Her neighbors would say, standing at the first driveway, if you can walk to this driveway, I'll give you this dessert. The next day, the next neighbor, the next house down in their driveway said, you get this far today, I'll give you this dessert. And each day she went further and further. And by the time her baby was born, back on her feet, walking, healthy, may we live in that same sense of strength and say, you know what? Failure is not an option. I'm going to live in a beautiful state, walk in the light as Jesus is in the light, live in such a way that the demons know my name. As Fred Smith said, when God lays something on your heart to do, your only responsibility is to just start. God doesn't give you the strength to overcome. He gives you the strength while you overcome. So let's talk about Zig Ziglar for a moment here. He was not a believer. Then he was in his 40s. He had this success, but he was still not fulfilled inside and people had shared the gospel with him. And one day, late at night, outside, he began to pray and said, God, give me a sign that you're looking over my life. And he said he looked up, and there was a shooting star. And at that same moment, he said he just sensed this deep presence of God. And he said, I knew at that point I was not just to give motivational speeches. I was to give motivational speeches filled with faith and what God can do in your life. As he would share, the number one reason people do not reach their goals is they trade what they want most for what they want now. 
So let me give an example how this can translate into life, this moment for husbands, as here's a great thing to think about. Jim Norman asked, what would you give for advice to a husband? Again, it's a daily choice to say, I want to live differently, choosing my thoughts, choosing my state, choosing holiness. As Jim Norman said, your role as a husband is to create the environment that would allow your wife to become all that God created her to be. And then he paused and said this, your role as a wife is to create the environment that will allow your husband to become all that God created him to be. You see, when we live with intention and not just haphazardly, not just about circumstances, but about choosing that internal state of gratitude, of love, of strength and holiness, we choose life instead of death. Then our light shines to those in darkness, those beyond feeling. So they can see that the way out of that trap of sin and self is Christ alone. As Bill Phillips said, the difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do. Daily choices again. Hopefully at the heart of that is we can look around and see the challenges around us in our communities, our culture, our country, and say, I want to bring light to the places where there's darkness. Hope to the places where there's hopelessness. Beginning with prayers for personal revival, countrywide revival, as Wink Prattney shared, revivals are dangerous. They are fatal to the kingdom of darkness. So let's close here this morning. Again, Tom Ziegler, Zig Ziegler's son, shared this after Zig Ziegler passed away with a man who said, why do you believe in Christ? He said, my answer, always the same. How can I not believe? Here's what happened. Zig Ziglar, as they knew his time was short, the family would go see him. And one day, Zig Ziglar's daughter, Julie, went to see him. She was very weak. She was driving home after their visit. She knew his testimony that when he said, God, show me your presence, he saw a shooting star. And so she pulled over the car and said, God... Show me a sign of your presence. She looked up, and there in the sky, and I'll put this on the Facebook page. You can look it up too, but here it is on the screen. Here's what she saw. Cloud in the shape of a Z. As Julie and Tom would say to people that ask, why do you believe? They start by saying, have you ever seen a cloud in the shape of a Z? Z for Ziegler. So Zig Ziglar passed away and they're meeting the night before the, the memorial service. She's showing the picture to people there. Look at this. God gave me a sign. And then she realizes as she's showing this picture, she says, actually, I guess my phone was not on the camera. It was taking a video. She said, interesting. Let's turn up the audio and see if there's anything there. So they played the video of her filming the Z in the sky and there in the background she had the radio turned to a, a certain ministry and the, the pastor on the video says, go home today and read First Thessalonians chapter 4 
verse 13 to 18. So they immediately get out their Bibles, they read it and see, again, the testimony of God in that moment. The next day, they're at the celebration service for Zig Ziglar's life, and, and one of his friends gets up, and nobody talked to this man before the service. And he says, years ago, I memorized a verse. I felt I should share it here today. That verse is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. The exact same thing that man on the radio said. So I hope you and I start to live our life by saying, why do you believe in Christ? And you and I can say, how can I not believe with what I've seen, what I've heard, what I know, how he is in my life? So what is that verse from the radio, from that man at the celebration service? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. May we walk in the light as he is in the light. As here are the words as we close. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. The difference between who you are, who you want to be, is what you and I do. Let's make some choices the next seven days truly make our lives better. Our light shine brighter and make all the difference in the world.